Hey girl, you feel that? That's boyfriend material. This is episode one, La La Land from 2016. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two, and this episode is brought to you by polyester. Oh, you mean polyester? No, that's boyfriend material. <laughs> so, so, um, so that's so that's what this is going to be. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so I want to tell you, I'm not I'm not like a, a fashionista. I I don't know a lot about fabrics, but I figure while we're doing this, <laughs> we could learn a little bit about fabrics too. So. Just at the top of the show, I'm, I'm going to pick a fabric that I think describes the movie. Um, today I picked polyester. Okay. It looks good when it's on, but it's just a synthetic version of what it could be. Ooh, deep burn for La La Land. <sighs> yeah, get ready. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right, so I need to mention at the top that I do not have much of a voice right now. I feel fine. I was just at Thank a company God. holiday party. I okay. do not have much of a voice, but we will get through this. I need to talk about La La Land. We need to get boyfriend material off the ground. You know, voice going in and out, totally fine. You know, Joe, it's just another day of sun for you and me. Just another day of sun. We could definitely talk about La La Land, that's for sure. So I watched this movie. Let, let me start off by saying, as you guys know, I don't like musicals. I'm not a musical kind of well, guy. Well, here's, so here's a question. Do they know? Because this is a new podcast. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe. So I'm just going to start throw it out there. <laughs> I'm not a musical kind of guy. I'm not a theater mm-hmm. kind of guy. I don't like mm-hmm. plays. It doesn't do anything for me. It's just not my personality. I don't dig it. I know a ton of people that are into it. It's just not me. This is the second and last time I will ever watch this movie. Wow. All right. We saw it in theaters because, you know, uh, you don't know. Rachel and I like to see all of the, you know. Who's Rachel? My wife. Rachel, she's out there probably listening now. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. So we like to watch all the Oscar nominations when they come out in February. Yep. And yep. um, this was one we saw last year in theaters. And she's a musical theater kind of person, man. She loves musicals. She loves musical theater. We both left the theater, did not like the movie that much. I was not excited to like get into this. I, I wasn't excited to start Boyfriend Material here. I'm excited to get out of the way. I can say <laughs> for watching this my second time from yes. the perspective of seeing Goss, yep. he's really great in this movie. He is. The movie still is not good, in my opinion. There's a lot of things I don't like about it. I'll talk about them. But he in this movie, the acting, him, his charm, his dancing, his singing, his piano playing, everything, fire. So I said, if this movie would have just been a jazz version of Goss doing like a whiplash movie, I would have been sold. I'm in. The whole subplot of like Emma Stone wanting to be an actress yep. wasn't for me. Okay. I didn't like it. Even if she would have still been the love interest, I could have been sold on it. The movie doesn't work for me. Huh. All right. I have a description of I, I want to put it into words how exactly I felt about the movie. Okay. Like if I was leaving review on this movie, if I was letterboxing this movie, yes. I think this is the description I would use. Okay. This movie is trying too hard to be fun, too hard to be cool, romanticizes LA too much, is pretentious. And it feels like some old white dudes wrote a movie that an aspiring millennial actress would have wet dreams of. Wow, that is harsh. Like I said, I'm not a musical person. I don't like the story. But I love Goss in the movie, and I'm excited to talk about the movie with you because I know you have a completely different view on the movie. And I want to know what you do like about the movie. Is there something that I'm missing? Is there something that I'm not seeing? Can you change my mind here? Like, I'm open-minded about it. So this is the fourth time that I've seen this. I still okay. almost cried a couple times. I still love this movie. At what? 
At what part? Like, oh what god, so many times. Like literally, like literally three or four different times. When Emma Stone, is, the, the one that comes to my mind is when Emma Stone is singing her audition, and that music swells, and I'm just like, oh, I'm just I'm caught up in the emotion. You know, at the end when there's the alternate reality of what could have been. That's a pretty cool part. I I did I do dig this. I, I really like the alternate reality part at the end. It gives it a better ending for me than what it could have been. A couple times earlier in the movie, I mean, I want to say that I went to see this movie in theaters with my friend with resident cage club podcast network artist Melissa Lynham. We left the theater and yes. I was in love with this movie and she was like, Oh, I hated that. So, okay. It seems like it's a decisive movie because like when I was reading reviews on our favorite movie website, there was a lot of like, I love this. And there was a lot of like, this is trash. So it doesn't seem like there's a lot of like, eh, this is good. It's either you love it or you hate it kind of movie. So this was directed by Damien Chazelle who did whiplash, which we both love. I love whiplash. I'd love it. That's like, yeah. The trivia movie. section on IMDb for this movie is bigger than almost every other movie that we've done on the comp, uh, the Cage Club Podcast Network, more than almost any other movie we've done. There's 93 entries for trivia, yeah. which is okay. bananas. Yeah. It's it's this movie that people are passionate about. It's this movie that like, you can read into. A lot of the trivia, as I was telling you before we started recording, is not actually trivia. It's like, oh, he was wearing a red jacket, which means this, or blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, okay, cool. Like That's a reference to something. Like That's fine. But this is a movie that people are fanatical about. There is a list on Letterboxd, and we will get to the Letterboxd game later. Letterboxd put together a list sometime in the past year that was basically a list of the movies that the most people on the site had seen five-plus times. So the kind of movies that like people were like super passionate about, and this is one of those movies. Like It's movies like this and movies like Her, I think, is one of the top ones, where it's just like people when they're into it, are into it, man. And, like, this is a movie that I love, I really, really love, that I, I, it's not one of my favorite, favorite movies, but there's nothing here that I don't like, that there's nothing here that I don't enjoy. I love both leads. This is the first movie within Boyfriend Material, but this is the first of three, or, in timeline respect, the most recent of three collaborations between Gosling and Emma Stone. We're going to have them again in Gangster Squad. We're going to have them again in Crazy Stupid Love. This is a pairing that has been again and again. I bet, you know, without knowing what's coming, by the time we finish Boyfriend Material, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone movie. I love their chemistry. Yeah, there probably will be. It's not one of my absolute favorite movies. It's one of my... It, I really, really love it. I think it was in my top ten for last year. I just I just really dig this movie. I just find her character insufferable. And not even her, just like the character of her. She's like cocky about being an actress when she's not an actress. And then when she like finally is getting her footing, she's like very self-conscious. I'm glad that Gosling's in this to carry her through it. Because, like, I just, I, I'm not feeling it. So, yeah, I have a completely different view on it. Their chemistry's okay in this one. It's not, it doesn't really do much for me. She seems kind of forced. He's, like, really smooth and cool, and he's playing the character well. She's, like, really uneasy, and if she's acting like that, that's maybe good? But... I don't know. I mean, we will get into all of this in a little bit, but I think before we yeah. talk about the movie, I think we should go into our first segment here on Boyfriend Material, something that we did yes. on the last thing we recorded on our last on our first episode of Magic Mike's yes. The Channing Tatum Podcast. I really like this We're going to see what's in the news with Ryan Gosling in a segment called Goose on the Loose. Goose on the Loose. Gauze on the Laws. Gauze on the Laws. So I have three little bits of trivia, or not, tri- it's not trivia, it's just news. 
the first thing on my list pertaining specifically to this movie is there's a comedian, you might have heard of this, I think I shared this with you, Jimmy Fowley, who is putting together Emma Stone's one-woman show from this movie, and he put it together off-Broadway, and has picked up traction, and now there's this push, this internet push, to have Ryan Gosling come see the show, because he misses it in the movie, and so Jimmy Fowley, the comedian, wants him to come see his show as Emma Stone, as Mia from La La Land, come see the show, and there's this whole, like, grassroots campaign on Twitter to get Ryan Gosling to show up. So I think that's weird, but I think it's also pretty cool. That's, like, the kind of fanatical thing that I can see happening for the fan base of this movie. I would not want to go see her one-woman show from this movie. But yes, I hope Gosling shows up. That'd be kind of cool. My next bit of goose on the loose is... I got one. I got one. Can I cut in in mine first? Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Ryan Gosling got a new haircut. Whoa. Yeah. Apparently, he's going to be in a Neil Armstrong biopic Yep. called First Man, and he got a buzz cut Mm -hmm. so that he can be in the movie. He's looking real snazzy with this, like goofy-ass coat on in this picture. He has, like, a goofy-ass coat, pajama pants, moon boots that look like Uggs kind of going on here. So that actually ties into my bit of Goose on the Loose, is that they are now looking for extras in Atlanta, where they're shooting this movie. So if there's anybody listening to this podcast who lives anywhere near Atlanta, go be in the movie, I guess, and then we'll have you on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Good idea. That'd be pretty cool, right? That'd be really cool to have, like, an extra that, like, you know, one degree of separation from the gods, man. That'd be pretty cool. Absolutely. That'd be super, super cool. My only last real bit of Goose on the Loose, aside from, so we talked about how it's shooting in Atlanta, We have about how Jimmy Fowley is putting on the one-man show, about Emma Stone's one-woman show. Yes. My other main bit of news, which directly impacts this podcast, is the Blade Runner 2049 Blu-ray has a release date of January 16th, which means it is likely to be our second episode instead of Song to Song, which will still continue to come out on January 16th. Actually, here's a question we can decide live on air. Since that Blu-ray date comes so close to our next scheduled release date of January 21st, should we just do Blade Runner 2049 on January 21st? Or do you want to do a bonus episode and then do Song to Song in January? No, I say we do Blade Runner on January 21st and then go from there. Okay, so we push everything back just one month because yeah, it's basically it's not a the big same deal. week. Yeah, so the Blu-ray comes out on a Tuesday, and the episode will come out on that Sunday. So that's cool. That that works. That makes sense to me. So cool, yeah. cool, cool. All right. Okay, I like it. Uh, that that's all my goose on the loose news. Do you have any other goose on the loose news for you, for, for from your side of things? Uh, no, just a lot of people talking about this goofy-ass robe like I was talking about. There's a really recent article about the chemistry between uh, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone saying that they might be the new Bogart and Hepburn. Ooh. Yeah, interesting comparison. Yeah, it's just like a lot of pictures of La La Land talking about them. And, and much like you just said earlier, I think we're going to see a lot more movies from these two. I think that's a, that's a nice little kickoff for Goose on the Loose. I think we planned out our future. We talked yeah. about... We, we Actually, we planned our future in two ways. We planned next month directly, and also yes. down the line, last man, our first man on the moon, first man... 
we have that too. So this was yeah. a nice kickoff to Goose on the Loose, I think. I think it worked pretty well. Yeah, I like I like keeping up with these the actors. You know, they're working guys. They're still gonna be making movies. So uh, you know, just like you know, have some projections of what the future is gonna bring. Some ideas like what people are talking about. What kind of goofy shit they're wearing? Like this crazy coat. Do you feel that? <laughs> do you feel that coat? The polyester coat? Yeah, I don't know what this is. You want to take the, here? You should take a look at it just so you see this. All right, let me see here. The coat's kind of goofy, man. It's like a bathrobe kind of coat situation. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's like a very 60s bath. I think that's a bathrobe. Yeah, kind of. This looks like him getting the newspaper in the morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. With pajama pants on and Ugg boots, so it's really interesting. So, you know, actually, this picture reminds me of a new segment idea I had that I think we can debut exclusively here on Boyfriend Material and Ryan Gosling Podcast. Okay. I think for each movie, we should ask... Basically, I'm going to ask oh, you. This is a go ahead. Go ahead. I think I might have you. the same idea. I might have the same idea. Okay. In this film, can I finish it? Can I say what my idea was just to see if it's the same go thing? Go ahead. When was he the most boyfriend materialist? I was going to say, is he yes or no boyfriend material? But yeah, basically the same uh, thing. The like same on a scale thing. Of one to ten. Okay. So, but I, I had, I had you just pick the most boyfriendy moment. Your favorite Gosling being a boyfriend moment of the movie. I like it. All right, let's let's either do one. Yours. We can do both. I, I like that. So okay, no, well, I think yours is better because mm, what we we could do both. So okay, so Joe, overall, yes or no? If you taking into effect everything that happens in this movie, do you think he is boyfriend material? Yes or no? Pretty much a ten. I think he's pretty much as dead on <laughs> as you could be boyfriend material to how annoying Emma Stone's character is in this movie. He's totally supportive and awesome to her. He's boyfriend material. So to answer your question, I think the most boyfriend material moment is when he drives to Boulder City, Nevada, lays on the horn and says, hey, I'm going to be back here tomorrow at 8 a.m. And then is there at 8 a.m. to basically give her the future that she wants, that she deserves, that she works for. That is the moment. They're not dating at the time. He is just being the the knight in shining armor. He is there to bring her, basically deliver her to her future. That, to me, is the most boyfriend material moment of the film. I had a different moment. Okay. My moment was when they're leaving the party, and he walks her all the way to the car, pretending that he's parked near her, opens the door for her, puts her in, and then you realize that his car was right next to him, right outside the party. Across the street from the party. That's another yeah. That's another peak boyfriend material. So what's interesting to me yes. is that your moment and my moment, neither of them happen while they're dating. Yeah, because this, like, this is like the most romanticized... Like, if I was a woman, that's what I would want to see. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So one thing that I read, one of the little bits of trivia on IMDb is that this movie, which is a musical stops being a musical when they are dating and they are fighting. That, oh, that makes sense, yeah. When they get into a relationship and then things start going poorly, there's no songs. True. And then the first song that I think the first song that happens again is Emma Stone in that audition because that's the first moment that she's feeling of joy of, like, potential for the future. And so basically from the time that, like, things sort of start going weird to the time where she is singing for her career, there's no music. And it's like, you know, I didn't notice that in the film. Maybe I noticed that subconsciously. I don't know. But when I read that, I was like, oh, that's actually kind of a little cool bit of, uh, cool bit of noticing trivia. Yeah, I, I didn't notice it either. I, I don't think the songs are very memorable and like, I get through them. Well, I think you're wrong there. That's but go fair. On. That, that's just opinion, man. Like that, I get it. City of Dreams is okay. The flute part from the City of Stars. F- that yeah, that one. 
<laughs> the flute part from the first one is pretty is pretty catchy. The flute part that they kind of like bring throughout the movie, the like La La Land like the dun 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 dun. That no, there's like a flute part in the beginning. I don't know. I I wrote down. I really wait. Like are you that. talking about the opening song? Yeah, the another opening day of song, or not the opening. One? The opening song. The opening song. Okay, when they're on the highway. Yeah, there's like a flute part in there, and it's like a really catchy little flute, okay. flute part. I forget what it sounds okay. like, but I wrote okay. down that I like that flute part cool yeah i know that you hate the emma stone character do you hate her audition song do you hate uh fools who dream i watched this movie i finished it about 30 minutes ago i cannot tell you anything about that song so bring on the rebels the ripples from pebbles you don't know that you don't remember that not at all man it's so good dude it just like bounces right off me i will have you know your complete dismissal of the musical genre on our other podcast, On Too Fast, Too Forever, which comes out the first of the month every month here on yes. the Case Club Podcast Network, eventually, so when this podcast reaches its natural conclusion, when we get back through Young Hercules and such, when we've seen everything that Gosling has done, when Channing Tatum, when our Magic Mike's podcast is done, when these two podcasts have run their course and they're sort of like on the back burner covering new releases only, we were going to transition that into like a series of podcasts all within that Too Fast, Too Forever moniker. Yes. We're changing that up a little bit. However, I will have you know, one of my ideas for one of the mini podcasts we were going to do, which we're no longer going to do, was going to be the podcast that I really want to do with Rachel, which is, we're going to make Joe like musicals. That's impossible, and it would just, this would just be torturous for me. Like, I it know, wouldn't which be is why it would be so all. funny. No, I would honestly quit it. Like, I would just, like, sign on and be like, yep, 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 cool, and then be out. Because, like, I can't, I can't do it, man. Like, I watch I've seen a ton of musicals. Rachel and like her mom would get on me all the time because I'd be like, I hate musicals. They'd be like, well, you've never seen musicals. And I'd be like, no, I've seen a lot of them. I just don't like them. I know I don't like them, and that's fine. I, I could get into like high school musical, right? Because like this was like Zeph, and it was like bad in Disney Channel. And I'm like, okay, I can get that. That's cool. It was fun. The songs were fun. They were memorable. This one, just not my speed, man. Chicago, don't like it. I've never seen Chicago. Rent, terrible. Like, I hate never it. Never saw it. What the fuck kind of musicals do you like? I don't really. Like, that's that's the thing. Like, I, I didn't think I liked them until recently, and then I was like, oh, wait, maybe I actually do like these. And so I haven't seen a ton. Then but I'm going to make I you like watch this. the shitty popular ones, and you have to talk about those ones. They're, they're, they're just bad, dude. That's fine. No, I hate musicals. I'm still probably like I couldn't do that. Will. I couldn't do that. I, I mean, you could cut in a musical, like, every three months. Well, that was going to be the thing. The original idea for Too Fast, Too Forever was that in between each Fast and Furious movie, we were going to have another mini podcast. So if there were nine, by that point, Fast and Furious movies, once every 18 weeks, there would be a musical in that podcast. So it would only be like two and a half a year. Like, it wouldn't be like this overwhelming yeah, burden. That's fine. I can get but we're not that. doing that anymore. We're, we're pivoting. We're doing something more exciting, which still I might cut in musicals to what we're doing, but we will get to that when we get to that on Too Fast, Too Forever. Yes, true. I hate musicals. I hate musicals. So, okay, so now we completed our run of Zack Attack, the Zack Efron yes. podcast. We did all those episodes. We did the first episode of Too Fast, Too Forever. We did the first episode of Magic Mike's. And here we are for the pilot episode of Boyfriend Material. I really, truly do think, based on a few different factors, this is the most difficult and overwhelming podcast we have to talk about. Number one, Zack Attack wasn't overwhelming because we didn't really know what we were doing yet. Yeah. We were still trying to feel each other out. It was a, it's a very strange pilot episode. Yes. You know, Too Fast, Too Forever was sort of weird because 
We still don't really have a, an idea of what that show exactly is going to be. Yeah, so it's kind of like Zack Attack. We're comfortable podcasting, but we're not sure what's going to be. Magic Mike's is the closest to this and to Zack Attack, but we're starting. We started in a place where Channing wasn't the star of the movie. Yes. Here we have a movie that is a massive movie. Massive movie that was nominated for tons of Academy Awards. Big hit. Huge that just hit. so you know, Gosling himself was nominated for 47 awards for this film across different things. I believe it. Including an Oscar nomination, including a Golden Globes win, which we'll get into at the end. Yeah. Between the fact that this is our first episode, that we're still trying to exactly figure out what Boyfriend Material is, like what the games we're going to do we're going to play. Between that, between the fact that this he's so pivotal to the center of this movie. Yes. There's so many things to talk about, so many different angles to take, that it's like, where do we even begin? I think we're doing good with the start, man. I like where we were going. How boyfriend is he? What he's doing? What we like about him? Acting wise? Yep. I mean, I think yep. we know the story. I, I don't want to go through it and just like talk about why I don't like the story. So like, so so here's here's a specific question for you. What? Then is there anything about the Ryan Gosling character in La La Land that you do not like, or is his character sort of flawless in your eyes, and it's just the rest of the movie that lets you down? If there's anything I could tweak. It, he seems a little bit not of this era, like time-wise. He doesn't fit the period very well. Which I think is intentional. Which I think is intentional, but that this whole like transitioning between periods of time, but them being in the future, it's just not something that I enjoyed in the movie. I wish if, if we could just bring him a little bit more into the future and reminiscent of the past of jazz, but not have him kind of like exist in that time period, I think it would be a little bit better. So what's interesting, sort of, is that Another recent show that we launched this month on the Cage Club Podcast Network is Watch the Throne, the Charlie Theron podcast. Yes. Last Friday, the 15th, my birthday, the episode that we put out was That Thing You Do, which is from 1996, which is written and directed by Tom Hanks. Okay. The star of that movie is Tom Everett Scott, who basically looks like a young Tom Hanks, who actually, you may not know, plays Emma Stone's husband at the end of this movie. Oh, Okay. I know this that guy, That Damien yeah. Chazelle, the director of this movie, was such a fan growing up of That Thing You Do that Tom Everett Scott had basically retired from acting, and Damien oh. Chazelle, I think, reached out to him and said, hey, can you play, you have a small part, can you play this? And he said yes. Cool. Both That Thing You Do and La La Land are both about basically this white guy saving jazz. And it's just like, oh, like that's... Huh. Like, you know, this this historically black genre of music. We have white savior syndrome again. White savior syndrome, both That Thing You Do and La La Land, which we talked about this movie a little bit on the That Thing You Do episode. It's just like, oh, like we have John Legend in this movie, who Who's is awesome. this successful he's one of my jazz fa- musician. He's, he's great in this movie. I love his character. I love him. I love his music. I'm a fan. You know, I've got to say, though, in regards to his character, major missed opportunity in not having his wife, Chrissy Teigen, anywhere in this movie. Like, just throw in his cameo literally I know. anywhere. I know. I know, I know, I agree. That movie and this movie, we have these white guys who are like, jazz is the greatest, let's save jazz, and it's like, okay, like, cool, like, I'm glad that people are still talking about jazz, but it feels a little bit like, oh, okay. Why couldn't John Legend save jazz? Yeah. Which, I mean, he kind of did. And by the way, I really like the, like, hip-hop, synthesized jazz mashup situation that was going on there. That's really cool. I like some other uh, music that sounds like this, and uh, I dig it, so it was cool. And I like John Legend. Which is kind of funny, because the point of the... Not the point of the movie, but it's like, the idea that the movie is talking about is like, 
listen to how terrible this kind of music is. Oh, listen I know, and I anti- loved it. It was how really antithetical cool. it is. But it is cool. Like even though me, like I like this movie a lot, I still like that. And like, there's this sadness of Gosling playing the music and like having to play this music that like is making him incredibly rich. He's not into. And, like, the first time that Emma Stone comes to see him, the song starts with him playing the piano, and she's, like, really into it. And then, you know, the beat drops, basically. And then she's like, oh, no, like, she knows what this means to him. And, like, there's the sadness of that, like, this very popular style of jazz. But I feel like, like, I mean, it's not my favorite genre, but I, I almost kind of feel like if you love jazz, shouldn't you want it to exist in Yes, one that's what John Legend's argument is. Yeah, he yeah. was like, you know, like, if we want to keep it alive, we need to keep progressing. And if you keep holding on to, like, the old jazz, like, you're just regurgitating the same old shit. Like, we get that it's, like, new, and the idea of jazz is that it's different every time. But, like, if you don't push the boundaries of it, you're going to lose everyone, you know? It's things like this, like you were saying, that the movie is showing you how bad this new jazz is you know what i mean it wants you to feel bad that he has to perform this right that irks me about the direction of the movie it's telling you so much like from the beginning you see like emma stone's like oh my god la's like the greatest place ever and it's like but you're throwing this at me so hard that like what if i don't agree with you me saying that i really enjoyed this weird john legend jazz kind of electronic music when the movie's telling you that this is bad I don't want to buy into that. Why can't I just have my own idea of what it is? Like, you're making a villain or, like, a hero out of shit that I don't agree with. I can't get through it because of that. Well, the whole movie is, and if you don't buy into it, like, that's, I I totally get, but, like, the whole movie is, like, buying into this, like, silver age of Hollywood, kind of, like, this idea that Emma Stone wants to be this, like, old-timey actress. Like, you were saying that, you know, they're the new Astaire and Ginger Roberts, or whatever you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who'd you say they were? They are, they describe them as Bogart and Hepburn. The new Bogart and Hepburn, but, like, even, like, all those, like, you know, like, the, the Fred Astaire and Ginger Roberts, the Bogart and Hepburn, like, these, like, couples that we romanticized they're from the 40s and 50s and like you know there's obviously passion and love and everything in modern day hollywood but this movie which i buy into and you don't i i I appreciate that you don't like i don't think that you necessarily need to it's saying the way that we're doing things is fine and that it's popular and it's good and it can be successful but like weren't the good old days better like both as an actress and as a musician and like if you're not into that if you're like i don't want to be told what to like like or what not to like i can see why that this movie is sort of like off-putting to you i think we've hit like the core of my problem with this you know what i mean like that's and that's just like a subtle thing that like i don't think i could get on board with them telling me that like the old is better than the new personality wise like i always want to go to the newest the newest the newest anything like i can respect the old but they're not respecting it as much as they're romanticizing it and that's a different idea. Well, I think that's the whole thing. Like, yeah. They're, they're romanticized. Because, like, honestly, like, in, in most regards, like, everything was bad in the old days. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing yeah. better about the old yeah, days. Yeah, no, there's not. It's just that there's this romantic notion of, like, what it used to, what it meant to be a musician or to be an actress in the 1940s. And this movie, I mean, across the board, it was probably worse than it is now, but there's this mentality. And I feel like this is something that I thought about a lot as I watch older movies. Because if you watch older movies, if you watch movies from the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and stuff, chances are you're watching the best movies. You're watching, like, 
you know, yes. Hitchcock's best movies. Sure. You're watching yeah. Sunset Boulevard. And, like, these are movies where, for the most part, everything's clicking. So you think that there's this, like, sense of, like, look how good every actor was, look how good every movie was. No, but your, but, like, your perception is just, you just get the, the screenshot of all the best of it, because right. that's what held the test of time. Exactly. And so, like, you know, yeah. today, like, I'm watching 200 movies a year, new releases, maybe 175 of those are either fine or bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... Yep. Like, exactly. I don't dislike them, but it's just like, they're not going to be, re- they're not going to stand the test of time. No. So if you take the 25 best whatever from a year or from an era, like, they're always going to hold up well. So, like, the year that we're in now, by no stretch of the imagination, is, like, a great year, but you can pick and choose the best of the best and be like, look how great 2017 was. Yeah, yeah, I think that this is a pretty horrible year in general, just across the board. But, yeah, I'm, I'm sure if we picked, like, you know, a couple songs and a couple movies and maybe a couple video games or something, we could make one of these look what came out 20 years ago videos for Facebook 2037 and everybody would be like, oh shit, I missed 2017, you know? Like, it's just, yeah, it's it's how you how you box it up, man. And I mean, like that video that I just sent you today that there's a couple different video editors that I follow on YouTube, on Vimeo, on Twitter and stuff like that. And there's this guy who today, as we're recording this, so last week as you're listening to this, put out his year-end sort of like a kind of like a trailer for movies for the year but it was just like dancing and like you watch that and like there's it's almost impossible like even if you don't love it like the way that I love it like it's impossible to watch that I think and not like feel good and be like look how much fun this past year was yes even though across the board this year was terrible like in so many respects yeah I wonder if I'll look is like back a garbage on, fire I, I I wonder if we will always look back and be like oh well at least it's not 2017 again you know what I mean because like right now it, it's so recent well no because like because last year we're like Oh God, 2016 is the worst. I can't wait till next year. And, like we get to this year, and like it's like, oh no, like just as we bad or no worse. Idea. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't know where the bottom was. Oh man, but yeah, no, I think like everything either gets better or worse, and like you just like you live with it because yeah, it's your life. And exactly. I feel like no matter when you're looking back, whether you're looking back five years or ten years or seventy years or whatever, the past is always romantic because it's easy to forget the bad stuff and just remember the good things. Amen. And so like there's there's this sense about Hollywood that like there's this romantic ideal of like look at these singing and dancing movies and everything like that's what this is playing to which I love but I think that if you're like if you're trying to look at it like from a realistic point of view you're like well you're you're forgetting all the bad stuff. Yep. Do you think Goss and Emma Stone would have signed up to this to do this movie and that this movie would be as popular if most of the target audience was in the age group that was alive during this period. Well, that's interesting because like that people don't make movies for like 80 year olds. That's what I mean. I wish that we had I wish that like I could call an older relative that was into movies and ask them how they feel about La La Land. I feel like they would like it. I feel like they would like it too. Yeah, I guess yeah. Although what's what's interesting though is that my mom who likes musicals does not like this movie. And like my sister and I both love this movie. We were like so excited for her to go see this movie because we're like, "Oh, cuz you're going to love musicals. it." Yeah. And then she came back she's like I thought it was fine. She's like, I think that, you know, like, I was expecting more from it. We were like, wait, what? Like, how do you... And so, like, I don't know that necessarily all older people... Like, my mom is not... Oh, she was not around in the 40s or whatever. That's what I'm saying. I want to talk to, like, an old person to get, like, the perspective of, like, does this make you feel good about the 40s? Does it make you feel jaded about, like, now? I would just like to hear their take on what this feels like. Because it's it's interesting for us because, you know, we can only, like, reminisce with them. We can't put ourselves back there and be like, well... Do you think you would like this movie more 
I mean, it wouldn't necessarily be a movie like this, but if there weren't conflict, if there wasn't the pull, the push and pull of, like, him joining John Legend's band, if the movie played out like the alternate reality, Gosling and Emma Stone are together, John Legend comes up to them, they say, no, 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 we're good. Emma Stone gets the audition, they both go to Paris, you know, he's playing jazz or whatever. If it played out to the point where, like, they were just embracing life and things were going well and they weren't like, look how bad things can be. Like, would that make you like this more? Or would that just, like, would basically removing all conflict... I'm trying to figure out, like, how to make this into a movie you would like. I don't think that removing this relationship struggle conflict wouldn't do it. If we could have made her character more parallel, like, if they could have come up together... You know what I mean? And been supportive of each other together. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe this, like, alternate reality where, like, she gets the job and he goes with her. I think that, yeah, I think that I would have found that movie a little bit more enjoyable. Maybe they could have different conflicts. Like, I'm not anti-conflict, but I I would want them to be more of a team. Like, this relationship is so distraught. It just, it's unsettling to me. I don't like it. On top of me not liking her character in general, but, like, I, I don't like their relationship at all. I think that's the whole thing, right? It's that, like, they're together because they love each other and they say at the end of the movie like they'll always love one another but like they both want to follow their dreams and like if the, the relationship but these aren't these work, aren't mutually exclusive you know what i mean that's what frustrates me about this movie like she can't just be an actor and like leave you behind and you don't have to be a musician and leave her behind you could do it together also and yeah and i agree with that and also like you know they say that if you get this part like if you get this audition like you're going to be in power space for seven months but like seven months like if this is truly the love of your life like you can make it work like you know what i mean like and then we cut to the end and she's like cool she just moved on had a kid she has a new husband like so like obviously this guy can deal with it so like what the fuck is what couldn't gauze deal with about it yeah i just have yeah these are the kind of problems I, I think. I think it's like the, the the saying, like you know, if you love them, you have to set them free. Like you know, you like you have to let her follow her own path. I don't know. Like this is such I, a I bullshit don't... teenage girl's <laughs> view of love, though. Like I mean, I get the like, if you love them, set them free. Yeah, like that's dude, that's fucking stupid. Like how about if you love them, compromise and just come together. You know what I mean? And like be a team. This whole uh, yeah, like you can't you can't have experienced love unless you lost it. You know what I mean? It's like no, you can. But I also feel like. You know, we see that reality play out in that alternate reality that we see him follow her to Paris and play music in Paris, and then they come back and they're happy, and then they wind up going into the club, which in reality is his club. And I think at the very end there, we see that, like, he has this sadness that, like, he loves her, but, like, what he loves more is this dream of owning chicken on a stick or Sebs or whatever, doing that thing. And I think that, like, but does he love that more? Does he love this? I don't know. I don't, because I don't think he does. I think he loves her more. Well, because we see, like, a 90 minutes of him in love with her, and then we see a five-minute thing of him in love with that vision. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I... Yeah. So the other the other problem that I have with this movie, I'm glad we got yep. to hear, I find this movie unrelatable in every aspect, in the sense that I don't reminisce the past. We talked about this, right? But yep. in the sense yep. that I'm not an aspiring actress, and I'm not an aspiring musician. I can get the, like, life struggles but I also can't get a lot of it. And I think that Hollywood appreciated the movie because you're in it. 
you're exposed to this, you know what this is, like you are right. part of it. I'm not part of this. So looking at this as an outsider, I don't find it very interesting that she's like struggling to be an actress. Like this is every other fucking story we've seen about this that like, you know, oh, it's so hard, but then she gets her big break and now she's a star. Like, why couldn't she just not be an actress? You know, like would it, it would have been more interesting if she'd have really failed, if she would ne- if she would have given up on it. I think that would have been a more interesting movie too. Like if she just would have just been like she just can't be an actress and she just like fails miserably and comes back to him or doesn't come back to him whatever but just like that would have been much more interesting than like her making it because this is the hollywood dream right and like you're selling this movie this is a movie about hollywood the hollywood loved but it's also showing you the dream but all the people that are like voting on this movie are part of it and have succeeded too so it's like you're just right. showing the good part of it. Well, yeah, like Hollywood and the Academy are always going to love the movies that glamorize and, you know, fetishize Hollywood. Like, of ho- like movies about right, Hollywood rightly they're so. always like, going to love. Yeah, I would, I mean, like, if there was a movie about fucking scientists being badass, I would love this movie too. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, because well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, the same, it. it's the same way that I have a, a huge boner for every time there's a great journalism movie out. Like, you know, I'm not exactly. a journalist. Like, that's, I, I, I totally get it. Like, I, I understand completely where you're coming from it's just i don't know how this movie would play out i don't know you know if she fails yes and gosling moderately succeeds like we at the at the end of this movie you know his manager the club manager or whatever whoever that guy is we don't know who he is says you know seb you're not doing too bad he's like you know not too bad is pretty great and like he's not successful successful but he owns his club and he's getting by right if she failed and he was still at he where he was or if they both fail, like, it's a very... I don't know how that plays out. I mean, it's its definitely not a feel-good story. Like, you're supposed to leave this... Even though they're not together, you're supposed to leave this movie on a high. Like, no matter what you want to do, the way you get to the end might not be the way that you want it to be. But if you are persistent enough and if you are talented enough or whatever good things will come, which is, I think, like, a nice message to have. If they fail, though, I don't know what this movie becomes. I don't know how this movie plays out. I don't know that anybody likes it as much. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's it's ultimately more realistic, right? I mean, I guess, but, like, we don't really know how successful she is. We know that she went to Paris and had a She was movie. on the billboard outside of his studio, or, like, outside of she his She was club. on a billboard, you know, she goes and gets coffees that are essentially on the house, but, like, we don't know if she's, like, an A-lister or just, like, a known quantity who's, like, the star of, like, lesser... Like, I, I don't know. Like, she's obviously successful, but, like, we don't know if she's, like, the biggest... Because, like, she walks into that club with Tom Everett Scott. Like, they're walking around the streets, so, like, nobody's stopping her. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah. It's not like she's, like, this, like, megastar that can't go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, true. I don't know. These are... I mean, Wow. We did definitely dug deep into the movie, and I'm glad that we talked through it because, like, I got a chance to express what I didn't like about the movie, and mm-hmm. then I do like, I, I'm not, I don't hate, hate, hate this movie, but, like, it just, it doesn't do for me what I wish it could do for me based on the potential that it had, you know? I think there's a lot to like here that even I'm sure you like a lot of stuff, like, Gosling is so funny in this movie. Like, He's hilarious. No, that's what I'm saying. Stone. The lines, like, the one-liners that he drops in this are yes. so funny in this movie. Like, I just have, like, a whole like a whole bunch of them when they're walking to the car, which I actually do really like this, like, the scene of them walking to the car. I do like the dance routine on the bench when he does, like, half-tap and they're, like, yep. sliding. Like, I think that's really well choreographed. I think it's a beautiful shot. I like everything about it. Oh, also, I mean, 
mean, this movie, I, mean, I want to get back to how he's Good. funny, but like, this movie is also like an incredible showcase for him singing and dancing and playing instruments. And like, it, this is basically like saying, like, what kind of games do we want to play for boyfriend material? Because like, he can pretty much do it all. And like, it's like, it's yeah. exciting to see, musically at least, he can do everything. So like, how do we want to know how much of this was actually him? Do you think so? Okay. So Go ahead. one thing I some, read was that he trivia? is, so he's got a band called Dead Man's Bones, right? Do you know about Dead Man's Bones? No. I don't. So Dead Man's Bones has at least one album out. They have one really cool song. Um, I think it's called like In the Room Where You Sleep. Listen to that. It's super cool. It's okay, super creepy. It's kind of like kind of spooky, kind of Halloweeny. Okay. Uh, but not like not like not niche. Like it's yeah, more mainstream, sort it. of indie rock, whatever. It's just eerie or something. Yes. So he's a he's a guitarist. John Legend, obviously a pianist. In this movie. Gosling is a piano player, and John Legend is a guitarist. So they both oh, they had to switch. learn the other instruments. Okay. They both learned the instruments. By the end of rehearsals, by the, by the time they were filming the movie, Gosling was able to play all the songs in this movie without the need for CGI or like weird cuts oh, or anything. Oh, cool. So, like, it looked really real, movie, so yeah. It's all him, yeah. So he learned how to do it. I mean, he's obviously a musician. In a lot of movies, he does, or you know, at least in a couple movies I don't know of, he plays the guitar, he sings in a lot of movies. I mean, he's obviously a very musical guy. I'm of the mind, and I think I've talked about it maybe on Zack Attack, that like, I'm never surprised when an actor can sing or dance or play an instrument because I feel like everybody in Hollywood, even the people who don't make it, are all incredibly talented. That they can yeah, act, can they can sing, that. they can dance, all this different stuff. That. It's cool to see in this movie that like he not only is able to pull it off convincingly, but like actually learn how to play the things, can sing, plays the guitar in this movie, plays, you know, all the different stuff. It's impressive. Like it's really impressive. It is. On the other side of that, Emma Stone sounds like shit when she sings. <laughs> I am really surprised that she can't sing at all. Well, I'm going to disagree with you there, but you can, you uh, can but disagree. I, I, I just think I see she where you're coming from. Bad. She just like she's just not a singer, which is cool. But don't sign up for a fucking musical then, because like it didn't work. Well, need I remind you that she won Best Actress at the Oscars for this role? So that means nothing to me. For I yeah, know, I, I agree. I agree. The Oscars are dumb. Hashtag Oscars so white. So let's okay. go back to uh, Gosling as funny. Okay. So Gosling, like, the, like one of the funniest scenes in the movie, which I think is underplayed because the character basically goes away, is when he's with his sister. When he comes back to his apartment and his sister is there, she's yes. sitting on that stool. I love this. I love this like, scene he's too. Like, you yep. can't, you can't sit on the stool. You know, like you don't know, like X, Y, and Z sat on the stool or whatever. You know, we find out this like history that like he made a bad investment. He's like, I was Shanghai, and like there's all like there's yeah. just like these lines. Like he's just like so passionate about like this dumb stuff, and it's all just like it's so funny and so illuminating to the kind of character he is and like he just nails it yeah he's like life's beating me up but i'm on the ropes i'm just gonna let it wear itself (laughs) out and she's like get a job and he's like i'm a phoenix rising from the ashes and like wrote that down too yeah and it's just like it's amazing i agree he he, like we see so much emma stone and you get that like fucking hairspray type getting ready song that really well, irks so, okay. me at the beginning of the movie. Like, I really am disconnected from that one. This is a song about girls that want to get ready to go get noticed by producers to be actresses one day. I'm like, I'm fucking out. Like, this is not about anything I want to see. Ultimately, this is Emma Stone's movie. I mean, they're both leads, but this is her movie. You know no, what this I mean? is her like, this movie. Is, like, this is definitely her right. movie, yes. We're following her more, and I don't think I realized how much more... I mean, it's not like a 
gigantic. But I didn't realize sort of not how little he, but yeah, like how little in comparison to her. No, with the girls where they're all wearing the different colored dresses. I have to say though, the blonde girl is yes. Jessica Roth who was in the she was the star of Happy Death Day which is a movie a horror movie that came out this year that Mike Manzi and I Mike Manzi co-host my co-host on Watch a Throne who will be on the show before too long uh, he and I both love that movie resident historian resident historian resident Mike historian Manzi. there is one of the girls was in this movie called The Endless which came out this year which is great I don't know if that's actually out out I saw that at Fantastic Fest it's probably going to be out next year in full and then mm. the third girl the Asian girl was in Ex Machina which I think you saw right yeah yeah yeah, I saw X She was the uh, original robot helper. She's kind of uh, Oscar Isaac's assistant. So, like, each of them have been in other things, and I like cool. seeing them all here because the, the vibe you get from them is that they're all sort of bit actresses trying to make it big. And it's actually, to me, it's cool that, like, at this point, like, none of them are huge, but, like, in reality, they've all gone on to basically be, like, leading roles in stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's this it's this sort of life-imitating art, and I like that about it. I specifically don't like that about it. I think it feels like your kid... Why don't they have actresses that are, like, from musicals in this? This is, a, this is like, a home... This is, like, Homerism for movies is what this feels like to me like when you get mad that like the home team is getting an advantage you know what i mean like why can't you find women from musicals that would be really good at musicals to not be known in this movie so as much as you like that like yes these actresses are in other movies and i respect that that's cool why couldn't we have had actresses that we didn't know that are actually just really good at musicals and come in and just slay it I never want to see four girls getting ready to a song ever again in my life. It's like my worst night. When I die and go to hell, it will be <laughs> living in that, like being wallpaper in that apartment is what it'll be. You know when they go to that party, the, my favorite scene in this movie, and one of my favorite scenes from any movie from last year, is in this party, in the first party. The, the pool party. The pool party. When they yes. go to that scene okay. and like Emma Stone's friend is like, oh, here's my friend, he's a writer, and he's just like the most boring, pretentious, like, they say I have a knack for world building. I got a lot of heat right now, a lot of buzz. And like, he's just like the worst parts of Hollywood. That guy yes. in real life wrote an Ice Age movie, and he also has a writing credit on the new Wonder Woman movie. So, like, he's an actual successful writer playing this, like, douchey Hollywood-type writer, which I think this is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't find the satire as funny because it's not relatable to me. I think that that's funny that he is a real writer, but at the same time, it's like, ha ha ha, you got this inside joke because you're in Hollywood. I just feel left but out like, of this But like, movie. you know those kind of people who are like, who basically are a nobody, but they're like, oh yeah, like I got a lot of heat. Like he's, because like, he's yes. like this, he's this short, not unattractive, but like not Emma Stone's class of guy. And he's just like, oh, like I can prey on this like young, attractive girl and be like, oh, like a lot of people are giving me a lot of buzz right now. There's a lot of heat around my name. Like he's just yeah. like, it's like this type of person you're like oh this guy is just the worst and even if you're not yeah. in hollywood you know that kind of person you're like oh i want nothing to do with this guy yeah yeah i get that i do hate that person a lot but my favorite scene in this movie one of my favorite scenes from last year is when emma stone sees that ryan gosling is in this cover band requests that they play i ran he's like triple take to her like he like sees who says it and looks away and then realizes yes. he knows her yes and then like realizes like how much he hates her in this moment yes it's just 
wonderful. And like she's into it. And like she's like she knows that like it's this just, is annoying, so overly dramatic. Oh, I love it. Ugh, it's so I just, good. I find her character so insufferable. I can't take it. I just want to see that scene without her in it, and I would really like it because she's like too over the top cutesy or something that just like it, it just uh it's just well that's her that's her whole character is that like, that is that's like fine this, but yeah. it's just like it 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 it's infuriating inside me like i'm just like oh god stop fucking waving your hair around like it's so annoying i do love the scene and i love his jacket and i love the idea of it that she requests a song that she knows he would hate this is cool yes. the premise is good and it also sets up this fact that like they're both people who get how shitty of a situation he's in like he hates being there she knows that he hates it and she's just like oh i'm gonna make you do the worst thing you want to imagine right now oh yeah 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 yeah. it's not terrible you know what i mean like she's like irking him but it's not like you know pick oh, no, up I mean, my like, fucking yeah, if, if he's not waiter. playing iran he's gonna play some other shitty song exactly that, like, nobody else so it's, yeah. it's it, yeah it's it's a it's a nice little jab it's not anything terrible but then you know like we cut outside the party and like that that writer guy is still chatting her up and then she basically you know flags and now calls him george michael and then they have that scene where your number one boyfriend material scene where he you know brings her to the car they have the dance in that like beautiful like also i have to say here like this scene reminds me even if you don't like this movie like this movie is gorgeous to look at from it's start beautiful to like, everything it's, it's, is it's well shot the colors are beautiful beautiful i agree yeah really it's really nicely um framed it's framed really well like it's every the sh- framing yeah it's the lighting even the scenes that i think you probably hate the the movie making act of like when she's in that audition scene and like the lights dim and like they just focus on her or like at the end when this is Gossett a really nice touch piano, i we didn't talk about that and that's nice. that's a really nice touch i like the spotlight kind of play lighting that they do when that when she goes into a song or something like that i really enjoy that and it, it is beautiful like i said I, I will never argue that this isn't a gorgeous movie to watch like it's 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 really beautiful and they did lots of interesting camera things which were yeah. like keeps you focused keeps you into the movie this movie was also shot entirely on film which is something that i can never really notice and i don't really honestly i honestly don't care really one way or the other i think that the way that it was shot looks beautiful and it won Best Cinematography at the Oscars. I think it was the first time in like six or seven years that a film, a movie entirely shot on film as opposed to digital won that. I think it was like Inception, maybe? I don't remember. I'm sold. I, I can definitely not argue that Best Cinematography, this is in the running for me from all the ones I saw last year. So no arguments there. One thing I have in my notes, I'm just going through my notes right now. One thing that I thought was really funny, especially considering what we talked about on our Magic Mike's episode for Coach Carter, Emma Stone talks about how she gets a callback, which she does not get. The TV show that she's going to do is described as dangerous minds yes the oc and i was I, like I oh know. my god we just talked about dangerous minds for like five minutes on the coach carter episode that's super See, funny now you have to watch it you absolutely have to watch it dangerous minds and then i really was hoping that she it, this would only be better if she said she didn't know what dangerous minds was and ryan gosling took him to took her to go see dangerous minds not Rebel Without a Cause. But instead, yeah, they, they go to Rebel Without a Cause, which is the first of two different things that reminded me of the Disaster Artist, hashtag yes. Zack Attack. Yes. In the Disaster Artist, in the book, and also in the movie a little bit, but mostly the book, Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero both love James Dean. Yes. And so the 
they obviously love Rebel Without a Cause. Yes. But then later in the movie, it's in the alternate reality, so I know this is sort of like a not really what is, but sort of like what could be. They show Emma Stone in Paris shooting her movie, and she's standing in front of a set of the Arc de Triomphe. I'm laughing because I'm like, you flew to Paris, and you built a set of the Arc de Triomphe instead of yep. like going to the actual one, yep. where like in the room, yep. they like built the set of the alley right next to the actual alley. Because, that like, looks it's a just real like this alley movie. out here. Why don't we shoot in that alley? And I know yep. that it's like a shorthand for like, uh, this is just like what it looks like and whatever, we're not actually shooting in Paris, like we're shooting this movie in Hollywood, you know, this is substituting for Paris, but it's just like, I, I couldn't stop laughing at that point where I was just like, it would be so funny if like they actually, in this movie, they go to Paris and then instead of shooting in front of the actual landmarks, they shoot in front of like backdrops and like stage settings. What if, of, like, what the if Tommy and, like, Wiseau the... was the director of her movie? <laughs> Like, no, Wonderful. it's your real Hollywood movie. No Mickey Mouse. Real Parisian movie. Real yeah. Parisian movie. <laughs> fly to London. <laughs> you know, relaxing weekend. Fly to London. Did you catch that Emma Stone's boyfriend when she starts the movie, who she dumps, basically? We see him in, like, yes. one scene or maybe two scenes. Yes. Is Dandy from American Horror Story. Yes, he's uh, from Hotel, right? Yep. And yeah. he will also return. Yep. He's also, and I think in Freak Show, which I didn't stop watching, I didn't finish watching, he will also be back in another future boyfriend material movie. He will be back in The Big Short, but both in that movie and this movie, oh, he and Gosling yeah, do not is, share scenes. He is in The Big Short. You're right. I forgot about that. Yep. But yeah, I, d- I, knew, I knew exactly it was the lover from Hotel. I didn't know his name, obviously, but... Yep. Yeah. One thing I do have to put Mia on blast for is that when she, I think this is, I think a lot of people made Go fun ahead. of her for this or made fun of the movie was that when she's emailing people about her one woman show, she's just putting them all in the two section. I'm like, I'm like, Mia, you got to BCC people. Like you can't just be emailing all these people. You know what I mean? Like when she's like saying yeah. like, come see my one woman show, she's just typing all these email addresses like in the two field. No, terrible email etiquette. That's I true. I know that you're not a technology person, you're an actress, but like, girl, BCC these people. Yeah, that's like my biggest pet peeve that happens. Do you get, I, I don't know if maybe you get these or not, at work sometimes we get these emails that'll be like, this person had a baby, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, but it's like to everyone, and everyone hits reply all, and they're like, congratulations, and I'm like, oh god, when will this stop, and it just goes on for like two days, and it's just so frustrating, but yeah. Yeah, so th- Thankfully, in my, my current job, I do not have that. However, at my last job, whenever somebody new would get hired, they would send out an all-company email that says, you know, please welcome this person, here's their picture, here's what they're into, blah, blah, blah. And, like, it would be this slow trickle for a couple days of people just saying, yes. welcome to the team, welcome on board, welcome to the family. I'm like, guys. Good to have you. And you're stop just like, it. stop. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's the, nobody's getting bonus points for replying all to this dumb shit. So stop. Like I get it if you're like if you would reply to just them like oh congrats you know like that's pretty cool like oh baby's cute or whatever. But like nobody not everybody has to see this. Come on. Exactly. Fuck. Do you think the game that we played earlier? Which moment is he most boyfriend material? Should we also play you like a moment that game? which is he least? I do like that game. It's better than my game. My, my game was just yes or no. I like the specific moment. I like that a lot better. Do you think we should also do a specific moment where he is not, he's the least boyfriend material? Oh. Uh, in this movie, I think there's a slam dunk in this movie. Go ahead, what is it's it? When, I... he, when he's with the band for the photo shoot instead of leaving to go see her one show. Okay, fair that kind of makes sense. He, like, he doesn't do anything... Like, for the most part, he doesn't really do anything shitty. That is by far the worst thing he does. Like, it's... Because he knows... Yeah. 
Like he's he's on his way to the show, and then John Lundgren's like, "No, man, like that photo shoot's tonight." And he's like, "Ah, but like he could still leave." You know what I mean? Like it's not like they're doing like what we see. Yeah, but like, not let, let me bang out photos. like twenty of these real quick. Like yeah, or let me do my like. I think if you were in a band and you were like, "Yo, my girl has this like thing tonight," like you know how this is gonna be if I don't show up. Like they'd be like, "Oh fuck yeah, okay cool." Like we'll just like we'll shoot a couple with the group, and then like you can peace and do yours later or something. You know? Do you have another? Do you have any other moments in the movie that you think would be the least boyfriend material? The only part that I could really think of is when he, like, gets upset with her and kind of, like, blames her for him playing music that he doesn't like when they're having that dinner. That's sort of like a a yes to a no real quick when, like, he surprises her when he's home Yes. unexpectedly right right cooks her dinner and it's like oh wow you know she's like are you really like, do you really want to do this right and he's just no, like, he's well, like i'm gonna mean? be gone for a while because like you know we're gonna be touring and then we're gonna record the album then we're gonna be touring again yeah and she's like do you even like this and he's like isn't this what you wanted from me like right. didn't you want me to have a steady job and stuff like yep. that being the most womanly woman she could be she is like i wanted you to have a steady job but also follow your dreams but also be there for me and he's like well that's a lot of shit i feel like the problem in this movie the central problem is that both of their careers both of their true ambitions do not leave room for a relationship they leave room but do they for not do they really a support not system well, I'm a firm believer that anything that you want to do in life, you will make the time and effort to do it. It feels like when he leaves to tour and comes back and then, you know, talking about touring and then the album and then touring the album and all that different stuff, it feels like he's sort of, I mean, he's doing it because she wants him to, because this is success for him, that he's making money, but it also feels like he's basically saying, I'm going to be around when I'm around, but like, I can't be around a lot. Yeah. I think it's... I think it's a lot to ask of her. But she, but he asks her to come with him to Boise to like and spend. She says no, yeah. And she says no. I need to stay here. And he's like, well, can't you rehearse anywhere? It's a one-woman play. It's not like you really fucking need a cast or anything. But and I mean, she, I think that comes that comes back later when like you know she gets that thing in Paris and like he's like you know it's the same thing. I mean, it's it's farther than Boise for a longer time than Boise, but it's the yeah, same it's thing, a like, way different. But it's it's still like, will you uproot your life to support me? and do whatever you need to do elsewhere. And the answer is, like, no. I mean, for both of them, it's no. It's just, like, I need to do my thing. These aren't mutually exclusive, I don't think. I don't know. That's all I have about the movie, I think. I mean, I could talk about it a lot more, but is there anything else you want to cover, or are we good? No, I I feel really glad that we talked about this. Did you like it more on a whole than you did the first time, or no? Uh, Yes. I did like it more on a whole than I did the first time, but in the same sense, I found the parts that I liked more enjoyable, I found the parts I didn't like less, less enjoyable. enjoyable. So it was more extreme either way. It was more extreme either way, yes. Okay. So, like, That's the fair. first time I saw it, I was just like, I don't like this generally, just don't like it. But sitting there, watching it for Gosling, trying to find the positive in the movie so that, like, we could have a nice discussion about it, I was like, oh, there's some stuff that I really, really do like. Gosling's fucking red jacket in that scene that he's by the pool. Like, his, like, costume there is hilarious. Yep. And, like, his, like, one-liners and stuff. But then, like, at the same time, I was like, oh, God, this movie's brought down now by the stuff that I don't like about it so much for me. No, I did. And I feel better even talking about it. I have no want to ever watch this movie again, but I feel better now that we talked about it. Like, I'm not I'm not wholly hated on it. You know what I mean? Like, yep. th- there's good in it. So that jacket, real quick, is a sort of a reference to James Dean's red jacket from Rebel Without a Cause. So there's yeah. that. And there's also, he's wearing a red jacket at the... 
cover at the pool party when he's the cover band, and then yeah. John Legend is wearing a red jacket later, and there the the implication, according to IMDb, according to quote unquote trivia, is that both of those gigs are sort of flashy and have no substance. That whether he's a cover band or you know touring with John Legend's band, it's not really yeah. what he wants to do. So there's a couple different things that the jacket means. The last thing I want to talk yeah. about with this movie specifically cool. is there are two sequences that are completely wordless, which I think are great. There's the Griffith Observatory one, where they, you know, go on that date to the Griffith Observatory, then they sort yeah, of dance Yeah, when they do the, the floating stars. in the air. Yeah, dance in the stars. There's no yeah. words there. And then yeah. in the alternate reality, like, what could have been, there's no words there either. And I think they're like, they're like these five or six minute scenes. Halfway through, you're like, oh, nobody's talking. Like, it's just like this, like, beautiful, it's like, there's music acting. playing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's very difficult. I can imagine. I don't know. But I think it would be very difficult to convey emotion through like a five-minute scene like that with no words, and they do really well. Yeah, those scenes are cool. Plus, I don't have to hear Emma Stone sing, so that's a big <laughs> part of it. If we are done now with the discussion portion of Boyfriend Material, we are going to move on to the games section of I'm the show. We Kay. spent the last 30 episodes, 32 episodes of Zack Attack, the last year and a half of Zack Attack, perfecting, refining these games, Honing bringing them in. both to this one and Magic Mike's. First thing first, I'm going to check our mailbag. You can email us. We have a email address, boyfriendmaterial at cageclub.me. You can write in. Okay, so Joe, here's another thing I'm going to ask you here. Okay. For Zack Attack, you have people send dick pics. Yes. For Too Fast Too Forever, you have people send car Cars. pics. For Magic Mikes, you're having people send male, and I also encourage female strippers. For boyfriend yes. material, what would you like people to send in? Um, pictures of cereal. Because Ryan Gosling won't eat a cereal. Because this won't eat a cereal. So send us a picture of your favorite cereal. I'm preferential to Apple Jacks, but I, I like all cereals, man. I could go through a cereal a day. I, I could have done cereals at the top of the show for, you know, 40 episodes of my favorite cereals. So I'm, I'm a cereal head. So a question for you. Yes. Send your favorite cereal. Should we change the name to Boyfriend Must Cereal? Oh no! <laughs> All right, good. I don't want to. <laughs> it was it was well played. It was I liked it. It was cool. Boyfriend material at cageclub.me. Let me see if we have mail. I do not believe that we do. It's the first episode. I'm not expecting it. Probably not. That's we fine. do not have mail, so that's fine. Email us. We will read literally anything on air. Just let us know that you're listening. Let us know what you think of the movie. Let us know what you think of the last episode. Favorite cereal. All of that sort of stuff. Okay. Google game. This is... So here's the thing. So when we did the this one's gonna most be rough, recent... It's huge. Yes. Yeah. When we did the most recent Zac Efron movies, we didn't have the games in play. This is sort of new ground because we're starting early with Channing. We're starting new with Gosling. So this is like... This could go any way. So we're going to Google Ryan Gosling, La La Land. What are the... Song. Autocomplete. So here are what we're... So there's... Oh, boy. Man. So the only one that we're not going to do out of the ten is GIF. The GIF. other nine, GIF. I think, are guessable. Okay. Song? No, but there's a lot of things that are close to that. Dance? No. Car? Nope. Why not a car, man? That's a pretty cool Riviera. Shoes? Shoes is number four. Yeah, because he has those, uh, like, those goofy shoes. Yep. Piano? Piano is number one. Okay. Uh, record player. No, I'm gonna see the here if there's any other. There's there's a couple other things. So there's stuff that's fashion related, and then there's stuff that's sort of music related. There's no other suit, objects. Really. Suit, jacket. No. Uh, glasses, sunglasses. No, sort of more broad than that. 
Huh. Nine and ten, just because they're they're difficult, they're sort of vague. Good. Costume and outfits. Okay. Yeah, I, so I was just in sort the right of overall general style. Yeah, yeah you were close. I was more specific than that. Okay. And also number seven, vague, similar to that, is style. Well, that's a fucking weird Google. Yeah. Like, number two. Number two, you really haven't come close to. Number Dad, three is, is something that we, I don't hint. think remember. Number two is another thing related to his appearance. Haircut. Yep, hair. number two, haircut. Haircut, see, I, we knew it! Number three is something I don't think we had for any Zac Efron movie. Not tied eyes. to his character or the movie at all. No, it's Blue not a, a tied to his appearance. It's more... I don't, know how to, I don't know how to give a hint for this without giving it away. Just tell me, what is it? Salary. Oh, we never had one, that with right? Zac at all. Right? Yeah, interesting. So from one to ten, piano, haircut, salary, shoes, singing, watch which we didn't get to, style, I, yeah, I didn't gift, even costume, and outfits. Yep, so Jeff. that is that. That's a, that's a solid Google game, I think. That might be one of our better Google games, just based on... I was I did pretty good. I think I did. I think I got a lot of them, to be honest. I was close to, a, like, a lot of them. I'm not unhappy with how you did there. Okay, cool. Next game, the trailer game. We are going to search on YouTube, La La Land trailer. There is the official me? trailer. It's called Dreamers. It's posted by Lionsgate Movies. It has 32 million views. This is one of oh, the God. more watched trailers that we've ever done ever. for ever. any of our shows. So I just put it in Discord. Okay, let me open it in this. Gonna open it and pause it. Rewind it back. And let me know when you're ready to go. Uh, yeah, sure. Three, two, one, and play. Two options. And here we go. Oh, there's Emma playing all of her little tough guy bits. Yeah. I really enjoy this. I'm sure you really enjoy that part. She has a red jacket. Yeah, these are really... She has a red jacket. These are... The fake snow that got me in the L.A. party was really annoying, too. I really hated the fake snow. Man, like, you don't think she looks pretty, like, in that blue dress, like, just, like, you know, I made no comments about her appearance this whole episode. That's fine. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. She does... She's not my speed of woman at all. I just don't find her attractive. We do have J.K. Simmons back. We did not talk about J.K. Simmons in this episode. Back from Whiplash. Yeah, which is awesome. So... Yep. Oh, one thing that I want to say while we're doing this is that in Whiplash, which I don't remember exactly, is that Miles Teller was in. Good. Miles Teller was in every scene of Whiplash. In this movie, either Ryan Gosling or Emma Stone is in every scene. So that's kind of cool. Like these are, it's their movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, we're getting a real greatest hits here in this trailer. Yeah. Where they are, where the they're horn. going. Bef- you know, beginning, middle, and end of their relationship after the relationship. dancing in the stars is pretty cool. And here we go. The almost kiss in the theater when she had a boyfriend. That's pretty shitty. Rebel without a cause, man, makes you do crazy, crazy things. Apparently, I need to take more women to go see Rebel without a cause. See, fake snow. Fake snow. I fucking hate it. Man, I love it. I love it. I do have to tell you a story about uh, fake Joey and the trombones. So okay. after we're done with this, I will tell you about that. I like his passion for jazz. I like that he takes yeah. her to the club in the middle of the day. I really don't like everyone being in the opening number in the cars, either. You know, there's, only, there's only 30 people in that opening number, which seems low, but I mean... It does. It does uh, seem low for how many there were. Like, how many yep. it felt like. Yeah, I agree. Yep. They're really selling that fucking getting ready for the party scene, aren't they? Oh, in this trailer, they're just saying Academy Award nominee, but now, after this film, Academy Award winner. Winner, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, there's, there's, this is, I mean, I'm not listening to the trailer. I'm going to listen to it when I edit this episode. But just visually, I mean, as it should be. It was beautiful. Really, really good trailer. Yeah. Yeah. It looks So, good. okay, so my Fantasy Baseball League, I've, I've mentioned before on Zack Attack. Rusty Trombones. One of the guys was getting married. They went down to New Orleans. I'm just going to ignore that. Went down to New Orleans for his bachelor party. Cool. I love New Orleans. Go ahead. A group of them, basically, you know, his brother and cousins and stuff in my league, they all went out, and there was they went to a few different bars just to listen to live music and get drunk cool. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there were, there were two guys, one guy in back-to-back bars, both in jazz bands, one on a trombone, one I think on a trumpet, that looked like vaguely like me, but they both looked like they had this like sad sadness in their eyes. And so okay. they took these pictures, and they're basically like, look, there's sad Joey on the trombone. It was just this weird... So now, like, you know, in terms of jazz, uh, there are doppelgangers of me running amok in New Orleans, just depressed and in jazz bands, so... Just and did, what did you call that. it? The, the sad Joey. On sad the Joey on the trombone. Okay, sad Joey on the. Tr- that's a good band name, right? You should, yeah, you should start a ska band called Sad Joey on the Trombone. Absolutely. Um, oh, okay. So I wanted to before we get into the other games, I want to mention so awards. I said before, forty-seven nominations for Gosling, seven wins. Most of those are shared and or music wins. That songs, you know, stuff shared with okay. Emma Stone or Damien Chazelle okay. or whatever. Um, he was nominated for Best Performer by an actor in a leading role of the Oscars. He won the Golden Globe for Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. And then the only other award ceremony of note, as far as we're concerned, for the MTV Movie Awards, uh, he was nominated for Best Kiss with Emma Stone and Best Musical Moment with Emma Stone. Okay. So that, I thought, was pretty cool. I like the MTV Movie Awards. I know, I figured, because all the other ones, you know, there's like BAFTA, there's all these like local ones and everything, and like, there's there's stuff that is important, but it's just like, what we care about, we have the Oscars, we have the Golden Globes, we have the MTV Movie Awards. Yeah, the Maximum Joseph Awards. So let's see here, some other trivia before we get into things. Ryan Gosling spent two hours a day, six days a week in piano lessons, learning the music by heart, and that's cool. how he was able to play everything in there, so that's a lot of time spent that. a lot that. of time, yeah. Early in the movie, when Emma Stone is in that audition where the guy takes the phone call and walks out, apparently that happened at one point to Ryan Gosling, Art Imitating Life, which is kind of funny. Oh, to him? That that's guy, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. cool. I wonder how that guy feels now. Uh-huh. Probably, Probably doesn't remember. Dumb. Probably doesn't remember, honestly. The line that Ryan Gosling says in the movie, that's LA, they worship everything and they value nothing. Yes, I love that line. Great line. Was said by Ava Mendez, who was dating Ryan Gosling, now they are married. She said that, and so he liked that line, and I think they he sort of ad-libbed that or something and added that into cool. the Cool. That's script. really I cool. Like that. Yep. Awesome, yeah. I like that. Big potential changes is that Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone in this movie were almost Miles Teller and Emma Watson. So Miles Teller and Hermione. Uh, Emma Watson turned down the role due to scheduling conflicts with Beauty and the Beast. And Damn. Ryan Gosling turned down the role of the Beast in that movie to be in this movie. So basically, they were <laughs> That's doing really the same cool. scene. So, yeah. I don't think Miles Teller would have worked in this movie as much as we like him. I don't think he would have worked. I would really like to see the Emma Roberts version of this movie. Emma Watson. Emma Watson, sorry. The Hermione version of this movie. It feels like, based on what I've read, that they wanted her and she just chose Beauty and the Beast. It seems like they were sort of, you know, he worked with Miles Teller, Damien Chazelle worked with Miles Teller on Whiplash, and then I think they sort of got wind that Gosling might be interested. They're like, sorry, we're going to go with somebody who can actually, like, you know, sing and dance and act. Sing and dance. Uh, So we're going to go with him. Go do do another of that awkward moment. (laughs) 
and uh, get back to us. Exactly. Oh, the uh, I, I want to clarify earlier when I said that they were in every scene. They're in every scene except for the opening. Oh, they're, yeah. They're, kind of, they're in the opening, but not they're the opening there. musical number. At the end. The movie shared the most number of Oscar nominations, 14, with both Titanic and All About Eve, but it was the only oh. one of the three to not win Best Picture. Even though we oh. thought that it won Best Picture for about a minute and a half. Psych. Until they said, just kidding, it was Moonlight. I'm so glad that this didn't beat out Moonlight. What's so many strange reasons. in terms of alternate realities is that both Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone were supposed to be in the movie Focus, which is not great. Which was And what? then they both dropped out of that, and yeah. that became a Will Smith, Margot Robbie movie about sort of con men, kind of. Okay. Came out two years ago, came out 2015. I don't know how to describe it better than, like, they just sort of, like, trick people and scam them out of money. Okay. It was, it was, it was, Sounds it's a movie great. that, like, didn't get any buzz. Like, I feel like for yeah. how big of a movie star Will Smith is, like, his movies just don't get buzz anymore. No, they don't. You're right. Yeah, he, he just, like, he could do any movie and it's, it's so weird. It's, like, the opposite of, like, some other actors that are old. You know what I mean? Like, Pacino does anything. It'll be, like, huge hype. Whereas, yep. like, Will Smith is a great actor. Like yep. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks in anything. You know what I mean? Like, do you know, I don't know if it's coming out by the time this episode releases or not, this month, December 2017, on Netflix, Will Smith has a $100 million movie coming out on Netflix, which you probably don't even know about, because like, it's not nope, being never heard of it. Nope, absolutely didn't hear of it. It's called Bright. It's honestly, I think it's the most expensive movie Netflix has financed to date. It's directed by David Ayer, who did Fury, who did end of watch who did suicide squad it's starring will smith and just nobody knows about it that's so weird right but, okay yeah sure uh, a couple other things the the phrase that ryan gosling says twice in the movie pishy caca where he's just like oh that, that's yes. nonsense or yes whatever. i noticed uh, it, that yeah. means that's spanish for pee and poop that's something that apparently ava mendez i don't know if she says a lot or like she he just knows about through her or whatever but it's just a like, way of like saying oh that's nothing that's just me that's, that's just nuts nothing whatever that's just bullshit yeah in that first scene that we talked about where he's with his sister who's played by rosemary dewitt who i love he jokes with her he's like i should set you up with a guy with a face tattoo yes in a handful a of movies of we will get to the place beyond the pines which i really really dig which he actually was in with ava mendez i don't know if they met there or not but in that movie ryan gosling has a face tattoo oh, so uh, a little bit of a kind of a weird not necessarily flashback but a coincidence to that yeah at one point mia says to the amazon says to gosling how she could have been a lawyer um this is a movie that i have not seen that we will get to again not before before too long but in crazy stupid love she is a law school graduate who I don't think is a lawyer, but again, sort of like this, Emma Stone almost was a lawyer in a movie with Ryan Gosling. Okay. And the last thing, the most interesting thing that I didn't realize is that Ryan Gosling never introduces himself to Emma Stone, never says that his name is Sebastian. Nope, and you only hear it from the other guy. She never calls him by his name at any point in the film. Yeah, I did notice that, actually. Which is interesting. Because is kind of cool. the only time we hear somebody call him, well, she comes up with the logo of Seb's, first and then we hear john legend call him sebastian yep and that's it yeah but yeah i i did notice that pretty cool yeah pretty cool so let's do the letterboxed game oh this is gonna be this is this might be of all the movies we do for either movie or either podcast or any podcast any any podcast yeah this is the most seen for sure so let me just see here for reference sake the most viewed movie on letterboxed is mad max fury road which has been seen by drumroll please as i load this 169,000 people. So since we recorded Magic Mike's like 10 days ago, it's been seen by 3,000 more people. So La La Land. You said 169 for... 169,000 for 
Mad Max Free Road. How many people on Letterboxd have seen La La Land? 73,000. Higher. And just so you know, when there's a number... I don't know what the cutoff is, but when I think it's like over 10,000 maybe or over whatever, there's no there's no round number. So yeah, yeah, just yeah. Like, I it just says so. like 10K or whatever. So okay. yeah. So higher than 73. Uh, 96,000. Higher. 123,000. 120. 120,000 people. Damn. I knew it was going to be high. I underestimated it a little bit. I knew it was going to be really, really high. So now, again, they round to the nearest hundred. How many of those people have this movie in their top four? Uh, 700. Higher. Higher than that. Damn. Um, 1,400. Higher. 2,300. 2,900 people. Holy shit. Letterboxd loves... La La Land. The average rating is a 4.1. The highest, the most frequent this rating is like such pretentious is a five-star review. Movie pretentious movie goer bullshit makes so much sense. Okay, so here we go. We could we could spend an hour doing this game, but yeah. I'm going to go on the first page. There is a user five word movies who gave this film five stars, liked it, has written five reviews about it. Has a profile picture. Okay. It's in this person's, I think his name is Xavier. It's in his top four films. It's his number one. Okay. What are his other three movies? Grease. None of them are musicals. Fuck, really? Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. No. What I will say, though, is that one of the the most recent movies he saw was Mamma Mia, which is a musical, and he also watched two Star Wars movies. I guess he's preparing for episode eight, but no, not Mad Max. Two are animated, and they're both in the same franchise. And then Lego the movie? other one, nope, the other one, the fourth one, is a movie that stars one of our two leads from this movie. Hmm. So those are pretty big hints. They're all from the last, like, 15, 20 years. Super bad? No. Ooh, I'm saying, like, Finding Nemo, some Pixar yep. movie. Was Finding it Finding Nemo, Nemo Finding, Dor- Finding Dory. Yep, yep. okay. That's it. And then it. the fourth one is uh. one that either stars Ryan Gosling or Emma Stone from about 10 years ago. I don't know. I'm lost on that. Easy A, starring Emma Stone, which is a movie uh, that I love. That, that was sort of her breakout movie. Yeah. Of. But yeah, Five Word Movies loves this. I mean, I this is a movie that, like, so if I go to my friends who have seen this movie, the people that I follow, okay. it's been seen by 38 people. Damn. Okay. Oh, we're okay, we're going to go to Samantha, who is somebody that I like. Her name on Letterboxd is Anna Kendrick. She has written 10 reviews for this movie. Five stars, likes it, Who has a picture. Fuck watch this 10 t- Oh, Jesus, okay. La La Land, her number one movie. Three other movies, each of which have come out in the last 10 years. One of which we have covered for the film club that, we and I, you, that you and I run. One that we might be covering in January. I'm not sure if we picked this movie or not. And then another one Damn. that I really like. Any guesses here? A film club movie that we picked. Came out last year. American Honey. Nope. Nominated uh, for Best Picture. Moonlight? Nope. But the same month. Damn. For Film uh, Club. Oh, fuck. What was? What movies did we pick? Moonlight. You didn't Arrival. pick this. Arrival. Okay, yeah. Yep. That's cool. Okay. Another one, which I don't know if you remember the theme that we're doing for January. Don't. But Good. What's the theme? The theme is David Fincher. So another... Oh, what, The Game, which, Fight nope. Club. Nope. More recent um, than that. More recent than that. Fuck, I don't, I don't know the timeline of them. Social Network. Okay, cool. And then her fourth favorite movie is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Okay, yeah, she's she's a hipster girl, kind of, with a love yep. of musicals. She she's like she's a born again hipster. Just so you know what we're dealing with, her profile picture is of Emma Stone, 
and her Twitter handle is Chazelle's, like Damien Chazelle's last name with an S at the end. So she is into this. So she, like, was a cheerleader that dated a guy that read comic books at one point, and here we are. So the next thing we're going to do... Do you want to do the guesses for next one, or do you want to do fire-ass titles? Uh, I want to do fire-ass titles. I have some good ones, I think. Oh, God. All right. Here, here's what I'm going to do. What? Because I love this movie, I'm going to recuse myself of fire-ass titles. I want no, you... No, no, no. Come on. Give me some okay. good ones. Play. I want you to play, too. And mine aren't mean, I promise. Because I feel like you have so many. I don't have I don't have so many. I just... As soon as you said it, I thought, Los Angeles, the musical. And that was the first thing I thought. Pretty fair. Yeah. I mean, you gotta go chicken on a stick. It's a terrible name for something, but, like, yeah, it's where the heart is. That's, it's really good. Um, love to song. Um, an ocean apart. The red jacket. Let's see here. I'm gonna do jazz with an exclamation point. The phoenix. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. The audition. You have to hold it up to your head for it to work. <laughs> Which does it? That is true, by the way. That I know. Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm gonna try to come up with. Let's let's each try to come up with one more really good one. The Planetarium. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't watch South Park. It would be much nope. funnier if you watched South Park. But yeah, the Planet R. I can't say the R sound in Planetarium. Oh, one thing I actually do want to point out. I mean, it, it just, I was thinking about things in the movie that happened in the movie. There's yep. the scene where they're at the photo shoot, and the photographer is, like, just the dumbest. He's like, bite, bite your, your lip. lip. Bite, your, bite your lip like your... Ryan Gosling, obviously, a beautiful man, but, like, the way that he's, like, biting his lip, has the sunglasses down, his hat, like, at a goofy angle. Like, he just looks like this, like... Piano key necktie. Piano key necktie, which is hilarious. It's just, that should be the last Fire Ass title. Piano key necktie. Piano key necktie. And we just cut it. All okay. right, cool. That's that's it. Piano key necktie. Okay. Yeah. So for the guessing game. Yes. For what are our what are our categories for goth? So that's man. the thing. So for Zach Attack, we did shirtless. We did crying. Those are the big ones. We're not going to get a lot of shirtless goss, I don't think. I think we'll I get don't some, think so either. but I don't think it's going to be as as prevalent. Do you want to turn in? Do you want to make the boyfriend material? We have to call the boyfriend material move. I like that better because here's so here's the thing. I've seen a lot of his movies. I've seen all yeah, of his I'm sure recent you have. movies. But you can't pick the best boyfriend material part. Like that's hard. Why don't we keep it simple? Why don't we just do what moment from the next film is the most boyfriend and the least most boyfriend material and least boyfriend material? That's what we're gonna do. Okay. Does that work for you? Yeah, I'm I'm in it. We can always tweak it if needed. So the next Ryan Gosling movie we are doing, we're changing it up. We're doing Blade Runner 2049. Okay. Okay. So hashtag boyfriend material. I have a spreadsheet now, so I can keep track of everything. Next movie, Blade Runner 2049. So, Joe 2. Best and worst. So, okay, so in the movie, you saw Blade Runner, right? The original or this new one? The new one. No, I haven't seen the new one. Oh! Yeah, so this is a true guess. Wow, okay. I think the most boyfriend material thing Gosling's going to do is tell a sex robot he loves her. Okay. I think the least boyfriend material thing Gosling's going to do is then turn around and shoot that sex robot in the head. (laughs) That's my guess. <laughs> I think for this one... Am I one, close? Am I close? Well, <laughs> okay. You're not not close. I can tell you that. Okay. I saw this movie like a month ago. Like, I can't... I feel like I shouldn't play this game. Okay. Then don't play it. 
That's fine. I could just play. Like you, if you want to recuse yourself of guessing because you saw it too recently. Yes, that's fine. I understand. Because there's there's movies like you know like the Place Beyond the Pines. I remember certain things about, but I don't remember a yeah, lot. Exactly. Of it. You know what I mean? I get it. This yeah, movie no I problem. literally saw like six weeks ago, so it's just like oh, it's fr- it's sort of fresh in my mind. So I'm gonna recuse myself from this one. Okay. But I, I like that. I like that because it's. I feel like. Like, what I had written down for the guessing game was, how is he going to sing? How is he going to cry? We could sort of do that, but I, I like this. I don't think he's going to cry a lot. Take. Either. He, he cries a fair amount, but I think, you know, I think boyfriend, like, best boyfriend material moment, worst boyfriend material moment. Yeah. I great. think it'll be more interesting. If you out there think there's a better boyfriend material moment. From this movie or the next movie. Yep. Either one. Email us. Attach your picture of cereal to the email. Boyfriend material at cageclub.me. Yeah, boyfriend material. You know what I realized as we're recording this is that I sort of, my voice has come back as we've talked for an hour and a half. Like, I don't know how this works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did pretty good. You sound good. I think I so. I am good to go for another hour and a half. Okay, so let me see if there are there any other games. We did Fire titles, we did the Letterbox, we did the Guessing Game, we did the Trailer, we did the Google, we did the Mailbag, we did Goose on the Loose. Oh, so the only things we have to talk about are the awards. Okay. Oh, yeah, because we need to start... We are going to fight over these, I think, because... <laughs> In my preliminary award nominations for the end of the show Boyfriend Material Awards, whatever they're going to be, I nominated this movie for nine things, which I feel like you're not going to agree with. But I want to hear what you have to say. Good things, bad things. What do you think as the best Best or the worst? Best Best costumes. So that's a new category. Yeah, I know. But I think that this movie just brought it to light for me. Best job. What's What's the job? Just... Piano player? Yeah, like uh, modern rock star slash jazz enthusiast. Slash club owner. Slash club owner, yeah. Slash chicken salesman. Slash chicken salesman, okay. Best, best cameo, best non, best non-goss role male with John Legend. He's I not like. in it that much. But he's, it's a good cameo, man. I like it. Like, I mean, we're, we're one movie deep. We can cut it. You know what I mean? So, okay, okay. Like, as John for Legend, right now. La La Land. So, quick question for you. I think we're going to cut these out. I just copied over the template we had for Channing. So, best fighting, stripping, and shirtless scene. We can probably get rid of all three of those, right? Yeah. We can always add those back in. Yep. So, here's what I have so far. Okay. Best film, nominated for that. Yeah. Best role. I think the Seb role is a pretty great role. That's a great role. Yeah, I can agree with Seb being a good role. Yeah. I nominated one that I didn't realize we were going to sort of make such a key component of the podcast when I nominated it, but most boyfriend material caliber role. Like, if you had to date one of his characters, Ooh. who would it be? Yeah, that's a good... Uh, yeah, he, he could definitely be nominated for that. Seb, Seb is top-tier boyfriend material, for sure. Most fun film, which I think that, you know, depending on what he has, we might <laughs> cut that, because I know you don't, didn't think this movie is very fun, but it's in there no. for now. Best song, I nominated both City song, of Stars it's, and yeah. Fools Who Dream. Yep, so totally both fine. The one that he it. sings, the one that she sings. I get it. Uh, yeah. Best soundtrack overall. Okay. Best love story, Seb and Mia. Can I have nominated for worst love story at the same time? Short worst Ryan Gosling love story. <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> please. Well, it'll just be in both categories, and then you can make it win for one, and I can make it win for the other, and it'll be a double Short. win. Okay, I like that. I added a, a category for best dancing scene, which is them overlooking L.A. when they're looking for her car. Cool. Down. I like it. And then best, I, I, I know you're going to hate this, but best non-Gosling role female, yeah, Emma yeah, Stone. I, I, you had to do it. That's fine. Yep. Yeah. Had to do it. it. No worries. And that's all I got. You know, this might be our most decorated boyfriend material movie 
when all is said and done, but I think it is... I don't know, man. I, I think that there'll be a lot of good sleeper picks. I obviously won't pick La La Land for everything. Sure. And I also, I, I really do genuinely like the fact that, like, doing it movie by movie is going to save us time down the road, but I also think it's going to sure. give us a more accurate depiction. Like, we're not going to forget things. True. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think that it'll make it much more fair for the nominees. Well, so I think that's all the segments that we have. The only other thing I want to say before we wrap up is that Joe and I, like like we mentioned, have four podcasts now. If you want to see what else we've done. Oh, with Zack Attack still. Yeah, that makes Zach sense. Zack Attack before. on the back burner. Dude, which we're going to just get into some more new Zack Attack soon. Yeah. We we've are. got okay. Disaster Artist coming out soon. Greatest we've Showman. got Greatest Showman coming out soon. Probably before this podcast is three or four episodes old, there's probably going to be another Zack Attack. So, I mean, we're, we're not that far away I'm excited. from returning to that Zack Efron pool. That sweet, sweet Zack Efron pool. I'm excited. So the last thing we recorded was the episode of Coach Carter for Magic Mike's The Channing Tatum Podcast. Yeah, you guys should check it out. The next thing we are going to release, not the next thing we're going to record, but Joe was on my podcast with Mike Manzi, oh, the Charlie Theron yeah, podcast. Yep. Watch the Throne, the movie called Trial and Error, which this episode comes out Thursday the 21st. That one will come out next Friday, December 29th. So go check that out. And it's then Grandma's birthday. Shout out Grandma. Shout out Grandma. Then just three short days later, but one calendar year later, we dive back into the pool of Too Fast, Too Forever for Too Fast, Too Furious. So we've not recorded I'm that so yet. I'm excited. I got a great I got a great sponsor lined up. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So before we wrap up, Joe, anything else you want to say about La La Land or this episode or just boyfriend material as a whole? I'm glad that we got through La La Land. Putting it first for me made it really nice. Like that's out of the way. I'm feeling good about it. That it's just over. For boyfriend material, I'm excited because I, I like Gosling and everything I've seen him in. But yep. I haven't seen a lot of his movies, honestly. It's gonna be it's gonna be a wild, wacky adventure for me, full of Seth ro- sex robot murders and and uh, holding doors open for women. I've seen a lot of his movies. I have not seen The Notebook, which I think we talked about on the intro oh, of things for this. So, so happy. Very much looking forward okay. to that. I've seen a lot of the things. I'm looking forward to seeing them again because I've seen most of them just once. Okay. I'm also looking forward to if we follow the path of Zack Attack and do a revisited commentary or remix commentary for the first episode. I cannot wait to watch La La Land with you. Make you watch it a third time and do a commentary over it. That's fine. Yeah, I'm I'm down. I would do it for you. No worries. We got four years till I have to watch it again, so perfect. (laughs) All right, so for all things Boyfriend Material, which so far is just this episode, but a new episode every month on the 21st, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter. That's where you can find all of the episodes to this show, to all of our other shows, both my and Joe's podcast, and all the other shows in the network. You can see all the latest news. If you want to keep up with Goose on the Loose before you hear it here, hashtag Goose on the Loose, we can post. What if I just start tagging things? Hashtag Goose on the Loose, and people are just like, "What?" Is I that? love it. <laughs> I love it. See, you, you just, you. Hopefully, there's a bunch of people talking about Goose on the Loose on Twitter or something. That'd be awesome. <laughs> it's like a Florida newspaper, just Goose on the Loose again. Did I tell you? I don't remember <laughs> if I told you or not, but I went to Ramapo College. The yeah. school mascot is the Roadrunners. Okay. Okay. When I was in college, Twitter came into being, and so I signed up yeah. for Twitter within a few months. I also, a few months after that, got at Ramapo College. Like, I own that Twitter, so it's, it's time Are to they, like, the remember. real Ramapo College now? <laughs> they are Ramapo College NJ, I think, or something like that. Why don't you try to sell it back to them? Well, because I, lo- I lost access to it, 
because it was tied to some email address I don't remember. I couldn't I couldn't recover, and it was this okay. labyrinthian process. Whatever. Anyway, the, the account is now suspended, but uh, <laughs> through, through through no fault of my own, just sort of like uh, I think they're like, hey, this yeah. isn't real. Could you suspend this? The one of the things that just reminded me, you know, hashtag goose in the loose, is that because we are the roadrunners, and because the school is in sort of rural northeast New Jersey, every once in a while they would email out campus wide, like, oh, there's you know a bear on campus, there's whatever. They will email that one day that there's a coyote on campus, and you know, Looney Tunes, okay. you know, Wiley Coyote yeah, and the Roadrunners. In Roadrunners, yep. So the only tweet I ever sent from at Ramapo College was "Coyotes on the loose, beware Roadrunners" or something like that. It didn't go viral, but like people liked it, and like people thought it was like actual because it was actual news. But you know, it was pretty great. So hashtag Watch Out Road, Beware Roadrunners. Hashtag Goose on the Loose. Perfect. It's a good story. So yeah, so cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, at cageclubpod on Twitter. The first of every month, Too Fast, Too Forever. The 11th of every month, Magic Mikes. The 21st of every month, this show, Boyfriend Material. And then, as prescribed you by your doctor. Ooh. It's Boyfriend Material. Ooh. And just recapping, the fabric of this episode was... Polyester. Polyester. So go Synthetic check out cageclub.me for all of those Google fun some polyester. Things. And there's suits. There's lots of suits in the episode, uh, in this yeah. uh, movie, too. So that's why, that was part of the reason why I picked polyester as well. Yeah. Cool. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next time on Boyfriend Material. favor can you feel this material just feel it what does that material feel like to you i don't know about that you know what kind of material it is Mm -mm. that's boyfriend material you know what i'm saying